from Australia. This is the Wireless Institute of Australia with the weekly news service. This broadcast is in text, audio and video and is accessed on wia.org.au. And in this week's News You Can Trust, immediate past president of the WIA, the current president of the WIA, the vice president of the WIA, and, yes, the secretary of the WIA will join us, along with our always-to-be-relied-on team of professional amateur radio news leaders, and we'll double down with a pair of Johns, VK4JJW and VK4FJRK, and finally, a little gardening. Yes, it's rosebud time again. I'm Graham, VK4BB. Thanks, Graham. Last weekend on the national news broadcast, we announced that nominations to become a director of the WIA were now open. There are four positions up for election this time around. The four directors will retire at the conclusion of the next annual general meeting, which will be held in May 2023. Each retiring director is eligible for re-election. Nominations for a position of WIA director close at 2pm on the 16th of December 2022. Nominations must be in the approved form. Nomination forms are available on the WIA website and a link to that form was provided in last week's text edition of the broadcast. Members must be financial as at the 31st of December 2022 in order to vote in this election. This year, the election will be held electronically with an option for a postal vote. Application for a postal vote has been printed on the reverse side of the amateur radio magazine November-December issues address label. An application for a postal vote is also available for download from the WIA website. A link is provided in the text edition of this broadcast. Registration for a postal vote is now open and will close on the 15th of December 2022. An application for a postal vote may be posted to the WIA post office box or delivered by email to the returning officer, details of which are on the application for a postal vote form. An application for a postal vote will close on the 15th of December 2022. This announcement has been authorised by the Board of the Wireless Institute of Australia. This is WIA Secretary Peter, VK8ZZ. This is WIA Vice President Lee Moyle, VK3GK. Have you recently renewed your amateur radio licence with ACMA? A number of amateur radio operators have recently reported that their amateur radio licences have shown up on the ACMA RRL database as expired when they have previously thought they have been successfully renewed well prior to the expiry date. One affected WIA member on phoning ACMA to rectify the issue was instructed by ACMA staff to forward by email with an ACMA reference number supporting evidence of the successful payment to ACMA. It was reported that the newly installed ACMA payment portal may have some anomalies to still be ironed out with credit card and debit card payments seem to have created the non-payment status. Payments to ACMA using the BPAY method is said to be currently functioning without any known issues. Although ACMA do not notify us of the upcoming licence expiry date, it is our responsibility to renew our licences prior to the date of expiry. Just enter your call sign in the appropriate box on the website and your file with your client ID should be shown displaying your licence details. Please take note and if you have recently paid your ACMA renewal in the last few months, please check that your licence is still current and flagged as granted. If it states expired then check the expiry date and check your records to confirm you have actually paid. 
to be safe, it would be wise for everyone to check that current status of your licence on the ACMA RRL database as an expired licence after 60 days will lose the call sign attached and they will be relinquished back into the call sign available register for others to apply for. Losing our call sign can be very disappointing and the process to recover your old call sign once reissued can be a frustrating, long drawn out process and in the end not always possible. Let's try and avoid that situation together and check the ACMA RRL. Please do it now. 73 is from Lee, VK3GK, currently in sunny Hobart, Tasmania, where many have gathered to attend the RAST conference in Hamfest this weekend. This is Greg VK2GPK with this week's comment. November 2022 is an important month for Australian radio amateurs. The Spectrum Regulator, the Australian Media and Communications Authority, has a consultation period that closes on November 29 for drastic changes to our licensing arrangements. The ACMA is proposing to implement a single-class licence for radio amateurs starting mid-next year, that is July 2023, that will totally eliminate the individual licences we currently hold. Additionally, and quite separately, the ACMA are seeking comment on increased power options, but on this unrelated issue there is no definite proposal or time frame to implement. It is vitally important not to focus solely on the increased power part of this consultation, as the only part of ACMA's proposal that has an implementation date is the class licence. I've seen a great deal of discussion on social media that focuses only on increased power and ignores the elephant in the room of a class licence. The ACMA's motivation and business case is completely understandable given the year-on-year budget cuts to the ACMA by the previous federal government, euphemistically described as efficiency dividends. I also firmly believe there are simpler alternatives for ACMA to minimise overhead and costs that are utilised by regulators in other similar jurisdictions. Significantly, the WI has adopted a negotiation position of no disadvantage to the amateur service should ACMA proceed with their class licence proposal, as is their current intent. The WI has already met with the ACMA executives on multiple occasions to discuss their class licence proposal. It is vitally important that we have your support in ensuring the best outcome for Australian radio amateurs. WI members, to ensure you don't miss any important updates, please check your email spam folder regularly, as many email providers have very aggressive filters in force for mass mailings. Finally, a reminder that WI director nominations for the half-board elections will close mid-December. As a democratic member-based organisation, the WA can only continue its 112-year history of representing the Radio Amateur Fraternity with your support as a volunteer. So if you have management, strategy, financial or other relevant experience, or know someone who does, please volunteer. Details will be in the AI magazine and our website. This is Greg, VK2GPK. This is VK1 WIA. All points of contacts from today's news stories are to be found in print when you read the web editions, www.wia.org.au. Hi, this is Dan, VK6NAD. We've just uh, wrapped up Perf Tech, and I've got a couple of gentlemen here that hosted one of the sessions. So we've got Paul, VK2APA, and we've got Scott, VK3KJ. Now, the thing these two guys have got in common, if you haven't already guessed, is they're, they're both presidents. We've got uh, Paul, the president of RASA, and we've got Scott, the president of WIA, and they hosted a section together. Gentlemen, can you uh, 
tell me how you come to be sitting together on the stage and talking about a common subject. Well, to be honest with you, uh, I was. Uh, we had. Uh, I had had uh, dinner last last night with Scott, and he uh, he also shared with me what he was going to talk about. And I noticed that we are talking about the same things in amateur radio. It's surprising what we have in common, our uh, concerns and interests in amateur radio. Yeah, yeah, and look, from my side, uh, firstly to say uh, it's not the first time that Paul and I have actually come together. You know, we, uh, we talk from time to time. There's obviously uh, items of common discussion about things that are happening within the amateur radio sector, um, and it was great to have dinner last night. But, look, you know, today, I guess, um, you know, I spoke about uh, just some of the things that are probably close to my heart, some of the things in the hobby that need to change, um, and the things that obviously come to mind today. We were talking a bit about, you know, politicisation, where there's really no role for that mm. within... Um, uh, the hobby and you know we must get along and uh, we've just got to be better better role citizens um, the next thing we spoke about today was we spoke a bit around you know bullying harassment victimization and some of the behaviors in the industry which are just not conducive to what we we want within the hobby you know where we obviously all want to be united and and I guess look you know we identified today and I was talking from a personal level that you know irrespective of your views of either organization everybody will make a decision who they want to join and and many people obviously uh, are members of both organisations but I think you know the takeaway today for us was you know we've just got to do it better we've got to do the yards we've got to work together we've got to influence ACMA but importantly we just need to represent the hobby better. So that begs the question do we need two entities if you're both on the same page? Well Rasa came out of a need, and I guess we're a little bit different. However, uh, if, uh, you know, we've, we've often spoken within the Rasa whether or not there is a need for us in the future if things changed. Um, and that would be something we would have to cross in the future. But perhaps there isn't a need for Rasa if things did change. This is the home service of the Wireless Institute of Australia through VK1WIA. Now, international news with Jason, VK2LAW. Hello, in news from Region 1, Oscar Hotel 2 Alpha is ready for use. IRTS News is reporting work HF from anywhere with SRAL's new remote-controlled amateur radio station. This Swedish remote station, Oscar Hotel 2 Alpha, is used via an internet connection on a computer or mobile device with a standard web browser such as Firefox, Chrome or Safari. RSGB launches its latest construction competition. To enable members across the country and even the world to enter, entries will be judged over the internet rather than in person. There are four categories, beginner, construction excellence, innovation and software. And the deadline for entries is March 1, 2023. Special recognition will be given to entries submitted by hams under the age of 24 and to those who have just gained a foundation licence. RSGB members, to find out more, including how to enter, see the full details on the RSGB website. In Region 3, better wireless communication during the festival season. Thank Indian LEDs. Millions of LED chains are used to decorate puja pandals, temporary stages and structural decorations, along with surrounding areas during the Hindu festive season. 
Even government agencies use LED chains to decorate structures in public places like parks and gardens during the festival. The replacement of Chinese-made light-emitting diodes with Indian ones led to a marked improvement in VHF radio communication this year. A senior officer of the West Bengal Police noted how communications between the control room and personnel on the ground used to be a big challenge due to severe interference during the 10-day festival known as Durga Puja in previous years. We didn't know the reason till amateur radio operators from the West Bengal Radio Club carried out their own research, the officer said. Ambarish Nag Biswas, Secretary WBRC, said that they detected the phenomenon while carrying out tests on their VHF handsets. Chinese LEDs use tin, while Indian ones use metals like copper. All this interference has to do with photon particles that are key to emission of light by the diodes. Whenever the cheap LEDs are used, a noise is emitted that travels along the radio waves causing interference. As Indian LEDs are now replacing the Chinese ones, the problem has come down significantly, it's said. Still in India, young ham prepares for Antarctic trip. Imagine being a young amateur radio operator chosen for a first-time trip outside your home country to Antarctica. Well, for one young ham in India, that's just become a reality. John Williams, VK4JJW, tells us about him. Congratulations to Sarabjit Singh Shabra, VU2CUW, who at age 27 becomes part of a team going to Antarctica in December as part of the 42nd Indian Scientific Expedition there. He was chosen to join the logistics team by a panel of 11 at the Ministry of Earth Sciences in Delhi. His work will involve providing support to the primary research team. Each team has two radio operators who will be using handheld VHF radios or larger HF rigs to cover greater distances, depending on what type of communication the team needs. This is John Williams, VK4JJW. Astronomers Richard C. Carrington and Richard Hodgson saw the most powerful geomagnetic storm ever seen in history in September 1859, which was forever known as the Carrington Event. If a storm hits our planet again, it will cause severe damage to our electric networks and technologies. The Carrington event, though, is nothing compared to another solar event. Many astronomers have long held that the cosmos experiences solar storms every thousand years that are nearly 12 times more powerful, destructive and intense than the Carrington event. The Miyake event is the name given to this stronger solar storm, but more interestingly, a group of researchers from the University of Queensland in VK4 claimed that data from tree rings might be able to help us anticipate when the next Miyake event would likely occur. Enter the humble tree ring. First author UQ undergraduate math student Quinyang Zhang developed software to analyse every available piece of data on tree rings. Because you can count a tree's rings to identify its age, you can also observe historical cosmic events going back thousands of years, Mr Zhang said. When radiation strikes the atmosphere, it produces radioactive carbon-14, which filters through the air, oceans, plants and animals, and produces an annual record of radiation in tree rings. We modelled the global carbon cycle to reconstruct the process over a 10,000-year period to gain insight into the scale and nature of the Miyake events. The University of Queensland announced in a press release October 26. 
for VK1 WIA National News. In Sydney, I'm Jason, VK2LAW. Now, operational news with Felix, VK4FUQ. Now, contest-wise, as we prepare for the final weeks of 2022, WIA VHF UHF Field Day, Spring, Saturday 26 through Sunday 27 November. 160 metre CW contest, ARRL sponsored. Objective is for amateurs worldwide to exchange information with W stroke P amateurs on 160 metre CW. December 2 to 4, and logs are due within 7 days after the event is over. 10 metre contest, ARRL sponsored. For amateurs worldwide to exchange QSO information with as many stations as possible on the 10 metre band. Second full weekend of December, Start 0000 hours UTC Saturday, runs through 2359 hours UTC Sunday, December 10 11, 2022. Logs are due in seven days after the event is over. Now, just ahead of my four to work when I open today's DX window, let's hear from Shirley BK5YL, really a special YL contest. This contest takes place on the 18th and 19th of November 2022 between the times of 1900 UTC and 2100 UTC on the 18th and 0800 UTC and 1000 UTC on the 19th. The frequencies are on 80 metres, 3.520 megahertz up to 3.560 megahertz. And on 40 metres, the frequencies are 7.01 zero megahertz and seven decimal zero three zero megahertz logs are to be returned to foxtrot five romeo papa bravo at orange dot fr please check the web page at yl uft competition french union of telegraphists for further information dx window much of our DX news over the years has come from the Ohio, Penn, DX, Packet Cluster and KB8NW, Ted Mergliotta. This week, Editor Ted was sad to report. This will be my last OPDX bulletin. After just 32 years of writing the OPDX bulletin, I have decided to retire. Actually, I have been providing DX information for the last 42 years, starting on a local pretty BBS packet radio BBS and an online dialer BBS, which received global phone calls before adding the internet to it. The last 42 years has been fun, but it's time to retire due to my age. I turned 70 this year. From all of us here at WIA Operational News, Ted, all the very best in your retirement, and thank you. Malawi, 7Q6M is on the year until November 29 on 160 to 6 metres. QSL to home call K60. Friends, PC2F will be active as PF01 Max until the 20th of November. Herbert the Grand Prix begins with this year's FIA Formula 1 World Championship. For PF01 Max, you QSL via PC2F, either direct, via the Bureau, Logbook of the World, or EQSL. Listen for Jup, PA7DA, operating from Aruba with the call sign P40DA from November 13th to the 27th. QSL fired the Dutch QSL Bureau to his home call sign. Again, that's PA7DA. 
for VK1WIA National News. I'm Felix VK for FUQ Inning. This is the home service of the Wireless Institute of Australia through VK1WIA. Now, special interest group news with Bruce VK3FFF. And a very good day to you. Worldwide special interest groups, the final frontier. ISS partners weigh options for using commercial space stations. Partner agencies on the International Space Station program say they are in discussions about how they will use and pay for commercial space stations that will replace it. Representatives of several countries currently involved in the ISS said during a panel at the American Institute of Aeronautics and Astronautics Ascend Conference in Las Vegas, Nevada on October 25th that they are looking at options for how to continue work they currently do on the ISS on the commercial space stations in low Earth orbit NASA is helping develop to replace it at the end of the decade. The ISS today relies extensively on barter arrangements among participating agencies providing services to cover their share of operations of the station. Such arrangements are unlikely to work for commercial stations, however. Worldwide special interest groups, radio amateur old-timers and Clive, VK6CSW, reminds us tomorrow is the first Monday of the month and that's time for the Radio Amateurs Old Timers Club of Australia's November Bulletin to go to air. This month, as well as the latest club news, I'll be talking about the man behind the Butterworth filter. This is followed by the memoirs of Ray Norton, VK3ATN, by Bill, VK3BR. Lastly, Andrew, VK3CAH, talks about a now-defunct Australian broadcaster, Radio VNG, the Standard Time and Frequency Service. Everyone, REOTC members and non-members alike, is most welcome to listen to the program and to join in the callbacks afterwards. Full details of all transmission times and modes can be found on the REOTC website at www.raotc.com. Dot org dot au, or just Google RAOTC Broadcasts. You can download the audio file at any time from today from the club website. VK6 members and friends are reminded that the November lunchtime meeting will be at the Woodbridge Hotel in Guildford tomorrow, Tuesday the 8th. 7-3 from Clive, VK6, CSW. Worldwide Special Interest Groups Radio Scouting VK4's Bundaberg District Scouts and Guides have had an active month. Nine local scouts, guides and leaders gave up a week of school holidays to attend a special camp in Brisbane called Agunori. Agunori is a scouting term for a camp for young people with special needs. The Queensland Agunori is a camp that gives special needs children from outside of scouting and guiding the chance to experience the fun and excitement of these two long-running movements. Emma Stack from Bundaberg Girl Guides has now completed two Agunoris and said it was a little different to a normal scout or guide camp. Worldwide Special Interest Groups Rescue Radio Students from the University of Puerto Rico participated in a communications practice session as a part of the yearly Great Puerto Rico Shakeout. 
This drill, held October 20th, is part of International Shakeout Day and is said to draw millions of people worldwide to participate in earthquake drills at work, school or home. ARRL Puerto Rico Section Assistant Section Manager Leda Rios, WP4RBK, presented a conference entitled Radio Services and the Great Shakeout, which provided advice and hands-on activities about how to use different personal radio services in the event of an earthquake. Staff members and students learned about the amateur radio service with hands-on second operators actually picking up the mic. Worldwide special interest groups, Yota. Next month is Yota Month. Here is Alec. IARU Region 1 Youth Working Group reports during the month of December that several youngsters will become active with Yota suffixes in their call signs. The idea behind this is to show the amateur radio hobby to youth and to encourage we youngsters to be active on the ham radio waves. Every ham radio operator can support us worldwide by having a QSO with us. This way we can improve our skills on air and learn more about geography and ham radio abbreviations, among the other things. Licensed and unlicensed youth will be making QSOs. Please be aware this could be their very first radio contact ever and give them a chance to experience a possible new hobby. As there is every year, there will be an award program available. Work as many Yoda stations on as many bands and modes as possible and be eligible for your bronze, silver, gold and platinum award for free. Furthermore, there will be more plaques for the best achieving radio hams worldwide available once again. For VK1 WIA National News, I'm Alec, VK2 APC in Sydney. Now back over to you, Bruce. Worldwide special interest groups, stamp collecting amateurs. New postal service message needs no decoding. Sending messages the old-fashioned way by postal service just got even more traditional for letter writers and bill payers in the United States. A new postage stamp has been issued honouring women of the US military who handled messages in a much less straightforward way. They were the cryptologists of World War II, the backbone of an operation that contributed, in a big way, to the Allied victory. The stamp's design features a recruitment poster seeking the participation of these women, who were known as WAVES, an acronym for Women Accepted for Volunteer Emergency Service. In announcing the new stamps, the US Postal Service called the women STEM pioneers, adding that they, quote, opened the door for women in the military and have helped shape information security efforts for future generations. I'm Bruce. VK3 Triple F in sunny Bendigo. Not a sound to be heard. We pause and remember another silent key. If you follow amateur radio current events, you're probably aware of the Southgate Amateur Radio News website. We are sad to report that the colleague of ours in England who ran that important website has become a silent key. Richard Brunton, Golf 4 Tango Uniform Tango. Richard died at age 77 as a result of a fall on October 21. Like now silent key, Bill Pasternak, who started Amateur Radio Newsline, we at the WIA National News came to rely on what Bill and I likened to the old wire services we accessed at our radio and TV station newsrooms. One very sad aspect of Richard G4TUT's passing is that no tribute, not 
even a brief mention appeared on his webpage. In fact, that page from the club has now disappeared into 404 heaven. When WIA News started using the service, it took a lot of arm twisting to now and again get Richard to voice material, a very private and unassuming ham radio news editor in Didi. As long-time WIA News correspondent Jeremy Boot said in a filing for Amateur Radio Newsline, Richard himself was an intensely private man who had no close family, but he reached thousands of friends daily through his website. Amateur Radio has lost a statesman and a stalwart whose dedication to Amateur Radio was valued and enjoyed by so many. This is Jeremy Boot, G4NJH. I'm John Knox, VK4FJRK, and this is Rewind. 84 years ago, Orson Welles and the Mercury Theatre on the Air destroyed the world and CBS Radio before our very years with the radio broadcast of H.G. Wells' War of the Worlds. And radio has never been the same since. If you have an hour, a link to the original broadcast is given in the text edition of the Australian Ham News. You can trust WIA News from the Wireless Institute of Australia. So sit back, close your eyes and listen to the power of radio. And what you might ask, does this have to do with amateur radio? I want to say that it's about 28 minutes into the broadcast, you'll hear an amateur radio call or two. My time is up. I'm John Knox, VK4FJRK, and this has been Rewind. This is Andrew, VK3 Charlie Alpha Hotel, from the Southern Peninsula Amateur Radio Club, reminding listeners that the Rosebud Radio Fest will be held once again this year on Sunday, the 20th of November. As usual, the event will be held at the Eastbourne Primary School at Lambie Avenue, Rosebud, with outdoor displays open from 8am, and the main sale area open from 9.30am continuing through to 1.30pm. If you have pre-loved equipment to sell, tables are still available at $10 and can be booked online at www.rosebudradiofest.com But be quick, as only a few tables remain. Three great technical forums will also be part of the Rosebud Radio Fest and the event has full catering, plenty of off-street parking and great door prizes. Entry is only $6 with under 12s free. See you in Rosebud on the 20th of November. 73 from Andrew. From Australia, this has been the Wireless Institute of Australia with the weekly news service. This broadcast is in text, audio and video and is accessed on wia.org.au.